Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Today's call with a quote uh, by Tony Evans, and it says, when you listen for his voice, he will give you the solution or sufficiency. And in fact, this is what inspired um, today's call. And so today's topic is the sufficiency of scripture. And so you know how we do it. We always start out with definitions, okay? So why do anything differently? (laughs) So when we look at the word solution, we discover that it is the act of solving or the state of being solved, the disentanglement of any intricate problem or difficult question, explanation, or clearing up, particularly when you think about mathematics, either of the process of solving an equation or problem or the result of the process. And so when we look at the Latin word uh, for solution, we see that it is the it comes from the root word solve or the loosening or untying of a complex problem whereas the prop whereas the word solution is that it is that which has loosened or untied the knot of the problem i hope that made sense it kind of made sense to me but anyway and so when we look at the word sufficiency we discover it is the state of being adequate to the end proposed, competency, adequate substance or means, supply equal to the wants, Um, the adequacy of something, the competency of something, okay? All right, so now that you have all the definitions, let's lean into the topic of the sufficiency of scripture. So the sufficiency of scripture is something that's foundational to our Christian faith, our spiritual walk, and our beliefs. In fact, Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, he says, and that from a child, from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfected, thoroughly finished unto all good works. And so why is that important? Why is that important to those of us who believe in this doctrine, the sufficiency of Scripture, because it is, in fact, a doctrine. Uh, But again, why is this important? It is all we need to be equipped for life, uh, for a life of faith and service. And I I wrote down a few um, points that I wanted to make about why this is important to us as believers. And so 
Number one, it provides a clear demonstration of who God is. His intention, which is to reconcile the broken relationship between himself and humanity humanity through his son, Jesus Christ. It encompasses, number two, it encompasses everything we must believe in order to be saved and what we must do in order to please God and honor him in the things that we do. Number three, scripture itself is sufficient to interpret scripture. Number four, it requires no other writings for the good news to be understood. And number five, it requires no other kind of special revelation in order to live the Christian life. So in Colossians 2, Paul deals with the dangers of a church that challenges the sufficiency of Scripture. When we merge this these non-biblical writings with ungodly theology and concepts. In fact, what he says in Colossians 2 and 8, he says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. In other words, be careful when you embrace and adapt your ideology based on the world's philosophy, political or cultural views over what the Bible says about what I should do or should not do or believe. And it doesn't matter who says it. Jude in Jude 1 and 3 says this, Although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once and for all entrusted to the saints. And that phrase, once and for all, makes it clear that there are no other writings, no matter how godly the pastor, theologian, or denominational church they may come from, uh, are are to be seen as equal to or completing the word of God. And I know I'm it, I'm going through this really slow because I really want us to get this because if you look at the culture that we're in now, you'll see everywhere that there are subsequent um, writings and theological-based stuff out there (laughs) that seem to be relevant for or seem to be equal, as some people may, may even put it equal to the Bible. But here we see that phrase, once and for all, which means that's it. (laughs) That's it, right? And so Paul says in 2 Timothy Second Timothy, I can't talk this morning. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, it says all Scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every work. Now, what Paul is saying is that the Bible is sufficient in itself. 
to tell us everything we must believe in in order to be saved and what we must do in order to please him. Now, it doesn't, the scripture does not speak exhaustively on every subject. Okay? You won't find verses on how to prepare a pot of greens or launch a podcast or whether I should be a Democrat, Republican, left ring, or or, or a right thigh. <laughs> That's not what Paul means when he says that the scripture equips us for every good work. It means that the scripture gives us sufficient guidance so that we can live our lives that are pleasing to the Lord in every way. Now, that also, and it may seem like I'm going back and forth, but I really want us to understand this, that that doesn't mean that we rule out the wisdom of consulting other believers, commentaries, or other or the, the, uh, the particular verse that has been interpreted historically. These can all be very helpful when we read the scripture. But those sources are helpful as they, as they may be. They're not infallible. They're not infallible interpreter, interpreters of scripture. We can only say that about scripture because only scripture can interpret itself infallibly, and only the teaching of Scripture can compel faith and obedience among God's people. That's really important. Um, In fact, Jesus specifically calls out the danger of allowing non-biblical religious traditions to become as authoritative as the Bible, because he warns the Pharisees in Mark chapter 7 that they had left the commandments of God because they were adhering to the, to the traditions of men. And it made me think about when um, we moved to Charleston a few years ago. Prior to moving to Charleston, we were looking, we did our research on, you know, churches, local churches that were in the area that we were considering and, um, you know, the area where we were going to move to, we wanted the, the church that we were considering to be close, okay? So the research that I did, I would go to their website, I read their doctrine, I listened to the sermons, I read the reviews, reviews I Googled the pastor. I wanted to know as much as possible because I, and, and you know, we, we're both that way, we wanted to know as much as possible before walking into a situation, you know, like that because we, um, when going in, you're talking about someone feeding you spiritually, okay? And so all I'm saying is that you want to be careful about what you are allowing in your spirit, okay? Because there are ministries out there, there are people out there that's just saying stuff that's going to tickle your ear, and the Bible warns about that. And the sufficiency of Scripture will always point us back to the Bible. And it's my responsibility to examine what the Scripture says about what you are saying. Okay? And so reading the Scripture and knowing it well is how you guard yourself. 
and you want to do your due diligence, okay? And that's why we always tell our listeners to go and study for yourself and allow the scripture to be the judge of human teaching rather than the other way around. You don't want human teaching to be the judge of the scripture, right? Because God has given us scripture and the principles for making decisions, and we are responsible. We're free to choose any option that does not violate those principles. And so I want to close out with this, with this scripture from Psalms 19 and 7, verses 7 through 14. David rejoices in God's word, declaring it to be perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, enlightening. And I believe that it just kind of is so appropriate for what we're talking about today in terms of the sufficiency of Scripture. And so it says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping in them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back the servant also from the presumptuous sins. Still talking about what the word does. Let them not have dominion over me, and then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let thy words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, we're going to continue on this topic of the sufficiency, and I'm really excited about where we're going uh, for the rest of the week. But as always, I really hope, and we always say this, that today's wisdom has inspired you. And if nothing else, I hope that it has inspired you to go and research for yourself so that you don't get caught up in the trap of listening for stuff that you think is equal to what the scripture says, but it is not equal. And be able to discern for yourself and be able to listen and hear God's voice. And his, his word, the scripture, is sufficient. Understand this. It is sufficient enough to interpret itself. All right. Remember to go to wisdominspired.net to find all the links to the other platforms where you can listen to the previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.